This is Amalia Eon Karras. Hey everyone, it's Satya, and you're listening to Love, Love Sex, Sex, and, and a Hidden, Hidden Agenda. agenda. Hi everyone, Satya here, and today I'm here with Joe, our producer, and the wonderful, beautiful Amalia, and we're going to talk some shop with you guys today because uh, we've been publishing diligently now for 16 weeks, and we're at this (laughs) point where we're sort of reassessing everything um, and what's been shared and Uh, I know that some stuff has been coming up. We actually have three episodes that are amazing that we wanted to put out, but we are going to not put those out. Um, And so I I wanted to just, uh, you know, start there today. And Amalia, what, where are you at with what you've shared so far on this podcast and um, I know you and Joe have experienced some some things, so <laughs> take it away. Yeah, it's you know the whole idea of this podcast was a little bit scary. You know, it's something I've thought of for many years, and I actually recorded nine episodes with a different co-producer. And I don't know if I mentioned this in our earlier um, podcast, but it ended up triggering her so much in the, what was coming up in the conversation, um, mm-hmm. you know, around sex that we never published any of those nine episodes. And then you were brave enough to step forward and be like, I'm doing this with you. Right. And so <laughs> we, and Joe's like, Oh yeah, I'm in. And so the three of us like jumped in. And so although I had been sitting with, I need to share my, stories about love and relationship with the world. I need to expose this. I need to expose this. It has been a terrifying, just a terrifying experience to share so vulnerably and so much. I mean, I spent so much of my life, like most of my life up until a couple Mm -hmm. years, well, pretty much till last year, never sharing about my sex life. Like it was really private. Nobody could really figure it out except those who were in it with me. And I think even they couldn't totally figure me out. Mm -hmm. And so I found in my own need to heal and also with um, what I was noticing with my students and all of the people I've worked with is that it's something that we're all grappling with. And I felt that some of my stories could really help the collective heal that that was my interest in sharing it in in exposing my own healing process because some of my stories are a little bit more extreme and so it's like well if I can heal this then it's going to unlock a lot of doors for for others who are listening so that was the intention and I think now that we've done so many episodes and there were a few there like the date rape diaries that was totally terrifying for me um Mm -hmm. 
and a few others that I've shared some of my background story and, you know, some of the traumas and things that I've experienced sexually. Um, it's been an interesting integration. You know, I've, I've changed a lot of my life. I, I moved <laughs> abroad and needed to travel and not be where people um, could find. I was afraid for my life a little bit, um, mm-hmm. actually a lot. And, and I knew that my story will piss people off and it has, and I've gotten those messages. And I've also learned a lot, like I'm learning my own boundaries and, and that's what came up with this recent reason what brought us here today to address <laughs> because we're not going to be publishing the last um, few episodes. I don't know, Joe, you want to say something about that? Yeah, I can. Cause it's not, it's pretty much more of my fault. And I'll tell you guys why, because it's a good thing too. The Amelia and Satya both have a, a way of getting me to open up in ways that I've never opened up before. And uh, I kind of did that. And then later on was like, okay, what did I, what did I just say? And I, I have no regrets talking to them about it um, at all. Uh, but then you got to kind of weigh like the cause and effect of things. Now that doesn't mean there aren't certain things like, like some of the stuff you've talked about, Amelia is important, even though it was very revealing. I think that morally it was important and spiritually it was important versus kind of maybe sometimes we get too deep about things and we, and maybe just don't realize how it affects other people because really we're just trying to figure this stuff out, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a big thing for me. And I, I know what I've been asking myself, especially these last few weeks before I even knew how it was affecting you, Joe was like, um, I was just noticing that, I've, I've now opened up, like I've unleashed this huge wall where I used to not share and my sex life was so private. And now I'm like oversharing, you know, the pendulum's kind of swung to the other level and, you know, I'm meeting new people and they know I have this podcast and I'm like, oh my God, I hope they don't listen to that. Like they're going to know too much about me and they're not my good friend. And, you know, these conversations are like, I'm talking to two of my really good friends. And I sometimes forget that, you know, there's maybe hundreds of thousands of people also listening to this and also realizing that not everybody uh, is on the same page or the same consciousness of like, when I share things, um, how I came to the conclusions I've come to or why I feel it's okay to share and really learning where's the boundary between what's my story and what's someone else's personal story, because obviously all my stories happened in relationship to someone else and me sharing about it. I'm exposing that other person in some way, like their personal story. And it's not mine to share, but my part is. And so I've been trying to find that boundary. And I think I've made some mistakes and, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not regretting it totally. (laughs) Um, but I'm Mm -hmm. learning from it. You know, I'm learning like, okay. Um, I, I need to be aware that other people who I'm involved with aren't on the same page as I am. And I need, 
it's my responsibility to to hold that relationship sacred and their part of their story sacred. And yet, how do I share my story without, you know, the, it's a line that I, mm-hmm. I haven't figured out and I am human and trying and making mistakes as I go. Um, so I know that, you know, I've, I've received some emails <laughs> of people <laughs> like, I, you know, this isn't, why are you sharing this much? And, and I hear you, I hear, uh, I hear that. And I'm not, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure it out. So I think that's what this, this conversation is about for us today. Um, There's so much that, uh, that needs to be talked about in this world. And we're all so in one way or another in multiple ways, so fragmented and, and so much of uh, our experiences has to be um, in secret. And mm-hmm. the world often just isn't ready yet. Maybe in a couple of hundred years, this we could just, you know, no big deal. But, you know, and some of the stuff that, that Joe spoke about, I think would be incredibly healing for, for a lot of people. A lot of people would probably just, yeah. ah, you know, just breathe a sigh of, um, you know, take, be able to take a deeper breath and, and relax a little and maybe even accept themselves on a deeper level. But there's always going to be um, the, the small handful of people that could have uh, a negative reaction or um, or their lives could be affected. And, and this is what is, you know, such a challenge in doing something like this, uh, because we need to, there's so much that needs to be said, and we want to just unleash it all, which we're, we are doing, but then, yeah, there's always this, you know, sometimes there's a responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. Some of these people need to be like the date rape diaries and stuff, those things I know was like really hard for you to talk about. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm glad you did. And I know other people are too, because the whole reason why I wanted to be a part of this show is because I feel like that love and sex and this whole thing, like is the biggest, one of the biggest and greatest experiences we have in our life. And I think, there is something in the in the this world and the other world that that is robbing us of of something really good that's keeping us all from experiencing it and and this is what this is why I'm interested in it and when I hear about some of the bad things that people do and the best way to tell those things is to really tell your own experience there's no better way to convey a message to somebody than telling them your story it becomes very hard uh, at that point because there are characters in the story. And then now you got to think about the cause and effect and all this other stuff. Mm. And so that's the resistance that, that not just we're up against, I think the rest of the world is up against. So in one way, I think, you know, people are happy that you and maybe I or anybody's willing to talk about these things. But then again, it does affect our lives possibly and other people's lives around us, you know? Yeah. And that's, what's kept me quiet all my life. You know, I was raised in a cult with a lot of secrets and in a family with a lot of secrets. And then I was in relationship after relationship that had a lot of secrets. And, Mm -hmm. um, 
part of my spiritual awakening and opening to my gifts, um, I really want to experience living a transparent life. Like I don't have the need to have a secret. And yet when I expose my shadow and all the things that reside there, it's dangerous. Like, and I've been threatened very clearly. Like you cannot speak about this. And I, I, I was silent for so much of my life. I never spoke. I didn't dare speak about it. And about three years ago, like right after my house fire, when I moved to Shasta, I, I started to, um, I needed to start speaking to someone about it. So I started speaking to a therapist about it. And then I found out more and more women um, had this story. I I shared it with my therapist, found out she had the same story. I shared it with um, the girls that I was hanging out with after I saw the therapist and they all had the same story. And a lot of it was, you know, childhood sexual abuse and um, kind of ritual abuse and, really dark stuff that I never wanted to share because I didn't want to burden anyone with the dark images and the, the monsters and the, the whole hidden agenda that I'm trying to expose. I didn't want to burden them because it's so sick and so demented that it needs to stay in the shadow because people are shocked from how ugly it is you know and and then the people who i would be exposing happen to be very powerful people that told you know scared me into silence and i i think that in in finding my voice it was actually i remember it was when trump got elected i i felt somebody tap me on the shoulder like on an energetic level, I got tagged into the fold and they were like, speak now, your voice is open. And all of a sudden I was able to start sharing. And I think I did my sex rant or something on YouTube Um, was the first time I was like, I'm pissed, you know, and I was like coming out. It sounds like I'm a angry feminist. And I still think it was, you know, I was so angry when I did that recording that people misunderstood me then and that triggered something but I felt like oh my god it's free that that huge rock that had been on me my whole life was shifting and in my sharing I was healing myself but it's also um been very shaky and new and uncomfortable and I don't know exactly where the boundaries are I'm I'm figuring it out as I go. And I think that's what we're figuring out together as a, in our yeah. podcast production. Um, There's been a lot of voice activation in, uh, in, in our friendship. And, and uh, it's interesting because, you know, the me too movement and all of that it mm-hmm. has just in the last few years and with Trump and, and it just kind of all is happening in, in sync. And the Me Too movement is, is just, you know, ha- I think scraped the surface. There's so much more underneath that. There's so much more still. Yeah. I think finally women uh, somehow Trump being the way he is got us so upset and speaking out about things that just, 
I guess everybody thought, okay, Western women, they're so liberated. They, they have equal rights. They have all these things. They don't realize that we still are living in a lot of fear and we are being um, subjugated all the time and like objectified and that these, these white supremacists still do run the world, even though we think we're in this, you know, um, liberal sort of, I don't know, egalitarian democratic world. We're not. Um, and once you go political on people too, they, they shut off. So every, mm-hmm. like, so every person that actually voted for Trump or likes the guy or whatever, once you say stuff like that, it's funny to me how everything in their mind and soul shuts off to you. That's, and that's a problem, right? So every human being on the face of this earth has, has good and evil, but we think these politicians are either the devil or their saviors. And that's a, that's a problem. Um, because yeah. we can't talk about them openly without offending mass quantities of people. Mm-hmm. And the underlying yeah. biggest thing, the under the biggest evil in the world, I feel, is what you guys are talking about. The one thing that the reason why we're having this discussion is is because we can't openly talk about it because of what we're so afraid that's going to happen. But it is probably the, one of the darkest things. That's why the the show is called like the hidden agenda. Cause there's, there's a dark, something dark that's been keeping us down when it comes to love and sex and relationships and things for a long, mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. yeah. And it's the cornerstone of all of our connections. Like when I talk about Trump, I, I'm not even speaking politically. I'm just speaking as a man. Like when I see him or right. hear him speak, I don't care about his political views. I'm not, I can't even hear the political views. All I see is a man who's abused a lot of women. And when I look at him, I just want to vomit. And I, I can't, I don't understand how any woman can vote for him. Like you just see his wife and I see her trauma in her face. I see that she's completely being abused by him. And I, I, I just can't look at it. I, I can't even get beyond that to hear what he's saying. I just can't get beyond it. And so it has nothing to do with politics for me. Like he might be good at what he's doing. I can't even hear it. All I see is a man who has abused and it, it brings up this rage towards the white man in me that it's, it's not healed and I, I'm healing it. The more I've been sharing here, I, I see a shift in me. Um, and I had this discussion with someone I, I met recently who, who was a white man talking to me. And I realized like, I'm terrified of this guy. I'm terrified of his consciousness. I'm terrified of how he's talking to me because he's this like really strong, masculine white man. It it has nothing to do with their political beliefs. It's a presence that has, and I told him, I'm like, all my abusers are the way that I was trained as a child fits this description. So I can't, it's hard for me to get beyond that. I just go into my trauma response. I can't hear anything. Even if they're the nicest guy, I'm I'm in a trauma reaction Mm. to their presence. And that's so brave of you to say even right now, because there's going to be 
you know, somebody who hears this and says, oh, you know, oh, yeah, she's you, racist. you white men. Yeah. Are you racist or yeah, <laughs> that whole thing? Oh, but God, I know, but, but that's, you know, that's, that's not what you're saying. You have had an experience and this was the person, these people did these things. And so, yeah, you're going to have that natural reaction. Yeah, it'd be like someone who got trampled by elephants and Right. And then they got disabled. And then every time they see an elephant, they start going into fear response. I mean, right. or like what a, I have, yeah. I have, or like if you response. get bit by a dog when you're a little kid, you have a lifelong fear of dogs. It doesn't mean that dogs aren't absolutely wonderful, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, yeah, we have to clear the trauma. And that's well, what and this whole thing is for, for me, I'm trying to clear my trauma so that I can have a healthy, loving relationship instead of the relationships that I have had, which have been wonderful. And, and I've had a lot of love in my life, but it, I haven't experienced what mm-hmm. I really want to experience. And so I'm, I'm exposing all this and sharing because I'm like, our, I see a collective wound happening. I see it in everyone. I know, it's, it's, I know I'm not alone in it. Maybe my story is more extreme. If I can transmute it, I know it will transmute for people that are dealing with similar, but maybe not as extreme situations. Well, yeah. And we live in a, you know, as, as lovely as our country is, this country is heavily controlled uh, as far as people speaking their truth. That's just how it is. Like we're very split and divided and we're taught to, um, to, you know, think in a black or white way or anyone who's any different from us, you know, pigeonholing them and thinking that they're, you know, demonizing them, that all the separateness, and that's all the Luciferian agenda, just all the separation, right? So anything, any thought we have that has anything to do with separation is, is, it's not oneness. And I mean, that might sound cheesy, but, but that's really the simplicity of, what's going on you know i mean we have to we have to be able to to talk about these things and not you know my my uh, danish friend yesterday was telling me you know it's really strange because i came to this country and people would say hi how are you and i would say oh well i you know i lost uh, i lost my job this morning i'm i'm looking for a new place i'm you know i i just got bit by a you know a I, I, she's told the truth and she said people looked at her like she was completely crazy. <laughs> and she said, you know, in her country, they don't do that. They don't say, hi, how are you? Unless, you know, they mean it. Unless they want to. There, know. there is yeah. no conversation like that. There is no, there is no shallowness like that per se. You know, it's, it's like, you don't call somebody and say, Hey, how's it going? What do you do? How's it Okay. Well, you know, I was actually thinking, um, do you have any apples? Because I could really use an apple. No, they'll just, you know, get you on the phone and say, hey, I need some apples. You know, they get right to the the chase and nobody's going to think, oh, that was so rude of you. Like you're just so demanding or you're so to the point or you're so, you know, so we have all kinds of ways just embedded in our, in our culture that are, that are just kind of sweeping, sweeping things over the, you know, under the rug or keeping us asleep or not allowing us to say the truth. And, you know, psychology was actually, you know, really popular here first. Like I remember when I was getting my degree and I was traveling through Europe, everybody thought I was, there was something wrong with me. 
that I was getting a master's degree in psychology. They, they looked at me just like I had four heads and they, they would say, why would anyone go to a psychologist and why would you want to study that? Don't you guys talk? Don't you guys talk to each other? Don't you have connections right, like with the friends? Psychology <laughs> came from, yeah, yeah, from a lack of community and connections. it is. That's yeah. what it is, you know. And there's yeah. a lot of countries where you know people get together every single day, and they're not driven by you know work and and keeping up with the Joneses and you know all of this. They're they're you know every day there's ten of them sitting at a table sipping Discussing some tea. Talking issues. about yeah. real, real stuff. I mean, have you ever seen a foreign film? Come mm-hmm. on. You know, foreign films are not like, oh, oh, and everything lived happily ever after. And there were no problems. No, that's not how a foreign film is because in other countries, they're, they're much more connected with reality. Like, it's almost like we're just asleep here. In a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I mean, just to, to come back and I know we have to wrap up shortly, but to come back around to, to what we're grappling with today with the podcast in, in our sharing is like the three of us have come together to, to counsel each other, to be each other's therapist in a way to heal these wounds inside ourselves where we've had to hold them. Like Joe was saying, you know, he was sharing with, you and I, Satya, about things he's never talked to anyone about and how freeing it was for him. But then he did realized, okay, I, I can't put that out on the air for the public. Um, and I think, you know, we used to have our, our families used to be that safe place or, you know, uh, in, in tribal or in more cultured, um, healthy communities. We, we would have wise elders. We would have close friends and we would have that circle of trust and support. And in the West, I think that it's been so abused. Um, We all live in a state of fear of um, gossip and we've been pushed into our separate areas and, you know, we have to text each other or leave voicemails and before we ever get a face to face or a proper hug or a proper feeling of safety to share and to feel to come back to our health. And so, you know, we're doing it in this sort of public way and finding our limits in it. (laughs) Like where, where's the line. Right. So I think what would help too is if, if we got feedback, like when I say like the listener, like is it helping that, that we're revealing so much to you about our lives? Are you afraid to email the show and ask a question? You don't have to use your real name. Uh, Any kind of feedback to either one of the girls would help us decide uh, how to assess things from here on out. So that's real important. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Because what you were saying, what you were saying, Joe, about um, our personal experience. I mean, the reason I share my personal experiences so much is because I, that is how I've learned. And I feel that that's what gives credence to my thoughts and to like how I formed my belief structures and whatnot, or or what drives the decisions I make, especially in my relationships. And yet I think a lot of people can be very, be, be uncomfortable about it. So those who are listening, 
um, please let us know. <laughs> are, are the personal stories um, good? Are you liking them? Um, are you feeling that we share too much? Are you seeing a boundary that you can help us find? I mean, for me, I'm really defining some new boundaries for, for myself. Um, and so I would love, I would love feedback to know uh, if you think that things have been overshared or you want more of that or less of that. Um, so we can kind of move forward more effortlessly and confidently without um, tripping on ourselves here. As we, <laughs> we're kind of going into some scary territory. So let us know what you think. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Joe, for, for being brave and standing for what's true for you. Um, and thank you so much, Satya, for showing up and doing this with me every week. We're <laughs> week 16. Um, thank you guys for listening. If you want to share your feedback with us, head over to our website, lovesexagenda.com and leave us a message. And you can find us also on social media, Love Sex Agenda. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bargo Thanks for hanging out with us. If you'd like to contact us and stay in touch with us, you can find us at lovesexagenda.com. That's lovesexagenda.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, Love Sex and the Hidden Agenda. Bargo